Thursday, the preschool where my four-year-old son, Henry, is wetting his academic appetite, had a Father's Day event called Daddies and Donuts. The teachers made a spread of bagels and donuts and coffee, and the children gave the dads a variety of handmade gifts, like this lovely tie you see that I'm wearing. <laughs> Thank you to Henry for that craftsmanship. It's pretty nice. Among those gifts was a card which fe- featured a picture of Henry in like a mask and a cape, and it had the caption, You are my hero. Very nice and flattering. But the card also had Henry's answers to a few questions like, how old is your daddy? To which Henry responded, I think he's five. (laughs) Felt good, felt good. (laughs) My favorite response was to the question, what does your daddy do for work? Henry said, he sings songs and does communion time. (laughs) Yeah. Anglican formation, check. (laughs) As a father, I love the simple candor of my children. It is both refreshing and humbling. This week, Jesus offers us a lesson in simplicity. Here are two parables of nature at work as symbols for God's kingdom. Symbols of abundance. Symbols of grace. If you miss them, here they are again. The kingdom of God is like a seed that is sown and grows until it is ready to be harvested. That's it. Simple. Utterly simple. Remember, Mark is the Hemingway of the gospel writers. He uses simple language to powerful effect. This parable only appears in Mark, so we can't compare it to Luke and Matthew, the other synoptic gospels. Apparently, they thought it was too simple. Jesus could not make this more simple and clear. The kingdom of God grows, and that growth is a mystery to the person watching it. All agency is God's. The earth is good, and it is the locus of God's kingdom. All that the sower needs to do is watch and respond. Simple. Then there's the mustard seed, the smallest known seed, which grows into something big, noticeable, ubiquitous, common. As you might have guessed, I love this parable. Those of you who don't know, we use the mustard seed every Sunday as our metaphor for how to practice the things that Jesus teaches with small actions. It is particularly poignant, it's a particularly poignant metaphor here in the region where we live. Here in coastal California, mustard seed is everywhere. From late winter to early summer, our hillsides are covered with the yellow-green of mustard plants. You cannot miss it. It's the same way 
in Galilee. I visited the Holy Land in April 2008 and took a bus from Tiberias to the Sea of Galilee, up in, uh, from the Sea of Galilee, Galilee up to Nazareth. And it looked like central California at that time of year. There are rolling hills covered with mustard plants. You see mustard everywhere. And in fact, mustard is all around the world. This brings up something important about this parable that is not immediately obvious. It is a reference a reference to images in Daniel and Ezekiel. Both Daniel and Ezekiel describe trees in which birds of all kinds nest. These trees are visible to the whole world. In Ezekiel, as we read this morning, the tree is a symbol of God's presence and protection. It is a noble cedar planted on a high and lofty mountain. In Daniel, there is a tree at the center of the earth And from it, all living beings are fed. This is a far cry from the shrub that covers the countryside. Daniel's great tree is a symbol for King Nebuchadnezzar's hubris. Due to his lack of reverence for God, the tree was to be chopped down according to a dream that Daniel interprets. In contrast, Jesus' mustard plant is much more Christ-like. Jesus, the embodiment of Emmanuel, God with us, is not some high and lofty noble person. He is a commoner, a shrub, a mustard plant. The person of Jesus reminds us that God is with us in the simplicity of our daily life. Jesus is the fulfillment of this Ezekiel passage, which promises, I bring low the high tree, I make high the low tree. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. It is leveling simplicity. Simple. According to Thomas Aquinas, God is inherently simple. In fact, simplicity is a defining attribute of God not composite, not made up of thing upon thing. Divine characteristics like omnipresence, goodness, truth, eternity, etc. are not qualities that make up God's being. God is simple and cannot be broken apart. Divine simplicity also levels accessibility. Everyone can know God. The kingdom of God is simple, but, but, Simple is not easy. I'm not a huge fan of the game of golf. (laughs) I do prefer to be out surfing than, than golfing, as you might have guessed. But I do like its simplicity. A club, a ball, a hole, and a whole bunch of open space. I also love slash hate watching how frustrated people get while coughing. (laughs) The simple act of swinging a club at a ball can go horribly wrong. The ball can go flying in any direction. Really, if you don't know what you're doing, coughing can be really bad. And if you do know what you're doing, it can feel horrible when it doesn't go right. 
This is true for most simple acts, playing the violin or even playing the tambourine. Like, have you, have you guys ever heard somebody play a tambourine like off rhythm? It just ruins everything. It's true for painting, gluing, sawing, dancing. Simple is not easy. For most of us, it is very hard to be simple. Mindfulness practice makes this readily apparent. Have you ever tried listening to your breath without thinking of anything? <laughs> it is not easy. Most of us are not great at not thinking, not worrying. It's part of our genetic makeup. It's part of our formation to plan our escape, fight or flight. Our survival has negated simplicity. It is part of who we are, our genetic blueprint. But we long for connection to that divine simplicity. When native Chinese speakers began translating the Bible, they recognized a central concept in the New Testament. It appears in the Johannine Prologue. Most of us know this passage as, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Does that sound familiar? Vaguely know that? Through the Word, everything was made. In Greek, that word was logos. In the beginning was the logos. In Greek philosophy, uh, particularly of folks like Heraclitus, Logos was a principle of order and knowledge. It was the pattern through which all things came into being, the blueprint for creation. Jesus was, therefore, the embodiment of this Logos. For their translation, Chinese biblical scholars chose a word that is ironically more familiar to many of us. Tao, as in the Tao Te Ching and Taoism. Tao is the word for the eternally nameless underlying natural order of the universe, the blueprint or pattern on which the universe is based. George Lucas renamed this the force. <laughs> this is a total aside, but did you know that in the 2001 census, 390 1,127 people, 397,000 plus people in England and Wales stated their religion as Jedi, <laughs> surpassing Sikhism, Judaism, and Buddhism, <laughs> making it the fourth largest religion reported in the country, including no religion. <laughs> I find that fascinating, but I digress. Back to Taoism. One of the defining ethics of Taoism is Wu Wei. Wu Wei. Wu Wei literally means non-doing or non-action. It suggests that behaving in accordance with the Tao is the best way. The suggestion is that the sage acts without effort. I'm quoting from the Tao Te Ching here. The sage teaches without verbosity produces without possessing, creates without regard to result. Many of these examples of Wu Wei take place and involve the natural world, such as 
planets revolving around the sun. The planets effortlessly revolve without any sort of control, force, or attempt to revolve themselves, right? Another example might be a seed which grows day and night. We know not how. In today's parables, Jesus is showing the Tao, the Lagos, the Wu way of God. He is showing how the seed grows day and night regardless of the sower's worry or lack thereof. This is a less is more approach. It is a pursuit of simplicity, but we all know simple is not easy. One of the reasons that simple is not easy is that we all have baggage. Even with these simple parables, we bring our baggage. I imagine some of you might have heard some things in these parables that were not there. Notice, this is not a wheat and chaff scenario. No one is cursed in these parables. There's no condemnation. These parables are simple, but we complicate them with our emotional clutter and associations. Father's Day is yet another example of our emotional clutter making something simple not easy. There's some baggage with Father's Day. I mean, it's, a, it's so beautiful, but it's not as simple as Mother's Day. Mary Beth pointed out to me that, uh, that Mother's Day is the day of the year with the highest call volume in the year. I love that, that, that quote, but I think it's almost as good as on Father's Day, there are more collect calls than any other day of the year. Thanks, dads. There's some baggage because some dads are mean, some dads are controlling, and some are just plain absent. It can be particularly hard when we associate the worst of dads and men with the divine source of all being, when we refer to God as Father. But here, in this place, we celebrate the best of dads. We celebrate the playfulness the protection, the safety, the concern. We celebrate the attentiveness of a loving father. Someone who can support their child without controlling them. The work of being a dad is simple. To love and care for your children. I've said it before, but Rob Bell, uh, in his series Launching Rockets, says that our job is not to raise our children. Our job is to enjoy our children. Parenting at its best is often woo-way. Allowing our children to make their own mistakes, letting them be themselves rather than forcing them into molds we have concocted. Through our children we get to see God at work. We see the Logos. We watch these tiny seeds grow from that first ultrasound all the way to college graduation and then into the life where they bring their own little seeds to scatter out into the world. God is at work in 
and through and around us all. Like a father watching attentively with a smile that is utterly simple.